So President Joe Biden is meeting with the Chinese president in San Francisco. Mike Gallagher is the foremost expert on China's economy and military in our Congress, and he is with us this afternoon. Congressman, thank you so much for being here with us. Man, if that's true, then we are in a heck of a situation. Um, so I hope there's someone who knows more than me about these well, issues. First uh, off, yeah, be great on a, on a curve in Congress. You know that's true. That That is true. You're being humble. I, I want to ask you what we should be focused on and what we should be thinking about as we take in what's happening in San Francisco. So I suspect a, a couple of things could come out of this meeting. Uh, one is they could announce, and this would be the best case scenario, the resumption of a crisis communication channel. Think of like a military to military communication channel, like a, a red phone that sits on the desk of our Secretary of Defense and their Minister of Defense like we have with the Soviets. Uh, Trump tried to establish this. The CCP refused. Biden's been trying for three years now. They've been refusing. I think it would be a constructive step forward. We shouldn't give up anything for that, though. That should just be the normal state of play. The second thing they've hinted is that there might be some agreement when it comes to fentanyl, uh, whereby the Chinese commit to cracking down on fentanyl precursor production in their country. If that happens, I would still be very skeptical of that, because in the past, they've made commitments and they've never followed through. And that's, I think, the overall thing to be wary of. It's that, you know, remember when she came to the White House and stood with Obama in the Rose Garden, he promised to crack down on cyber intrusions against America, as well as tamp down the militarization of the South China Sea. And the minute he left, those things increased exponentially. And so we're dealing with a regime that gets more aggressive the more we try and accommodate them. The final point I make is that even getting to this moment, getting to this meeting, came with enormous costs. We had to take our foot off the gas in terms of key defensive action. And I really worry about that. I feel like we're losing some of our momentum. And again, I just worry that China is going to increase its threats in general and its threat to take over Taiwan in particular. Hey, Congressman, does the, the timing of today's meeting, is it significant in any way? Um, I don't know. The timing is only significant uh, in that, um, you know, we're heading into uh, a few critical uh, elections uh, with respect to the U.S.-China competition. Uh, one will happen in January in Taiwan itself uh and that the outcome of that election matters a great deal if the dpp wins i think she will conclude that he can't take over taiwan via political warfare and may resort to actual warfare and then of course we will head into our own election season next year and i really think what's driving a lot of biden's conciliatory behavior its accommodation of china is that they don't want to rock the boat in an election year they want to take the temperature down and they don't want to do anything that could have a negative political impact on them. I'm sorry to sound so cynical, um, but the only other explanation is that they genuinely believe that issues like climate change are issues where the Chinese Communist Party can be a constructive actor, which that's an even more ridiculous explanation for their behavior. Uh, though I know there are people like John Kerry who do believe that. John Kerry notably was actually sitting next to the president in this meeting that's underway right now. In the past, you've spoken to us about how important our behavior in Ukraine is because China is watching and looking at Taiwan out of their side eye as they watch what we do in Ukraine. Do you believe it's only a matter of time before China goes and gets Taiwan? 
Well, certainly Xi Jinping has said repeatedly he wants to take Taiwan by force if necessary. And if Ukraine has taught us anything, it's that when dictators tell you they're going to do a thing, even if that thing seems crazy or uh, irrational from a Western perspective, you should take it seriously. I think we have entered the window of maximum danger. I think the risks are increasing. And one thing Biden keeps saying that really worries me is that because Xi Jinping has economic problems, it makes it less likely that he's going to take Taiwan or make a move against Taiwan. Uh, It could be just as likely that Xi Jinping becomes more aggressive against Taiwan as his economic problems at home get greater because he could want to distract from those problems or just because his regime increasingly looks like Putin's in that he has has yes men surrounding him. You know, he's not getting feedback. He could just make a foolish decision and stumble into war. So I don't think we should wager the fate of the free world on the fact that Xi Jinping has economic and demographic problems. Congressman, do you have dinner plans tonight? Do you need John or I to Venmo you $40,000 to have a nice dinner tonight with the contingent from China? <laughs> I mean, can you believe that? Uh, the U.S. China Business Council is charging $40,000 in order to uh, attend a dinner with uh, Xi Jinping. As I joked in a video, I mean, I'm not sure how that dinner conversation goes, you know, over expensive food. You know, this is great filet mignon. How is your uh, takeover of Hong Kong going and your genocide <laughs> of, of Uyghur Muslims? Um, it's really shameful. You know, the other thing that's really absurd is the fact that uh, Governor Newsom has been aggressively cleaning up the streets of San Francisco to make them look nice for Xi Jinping. So think about that. For years, San Francisco residents have been subjected to uh, rampant drug use, homelessness, um, in, in the pursuit of some bizarre notion of equity. But suddenly, when a genocidal communist dictator comes to town, all of those notions disappear, and they clean up the city to make it look nice for their guest, Xi Jinping, uh, which is totally absurd. U.S. Congressman Mike Gallagher with us on WTMJ. Uh, Congressman, I want to ask you about the continuing resolution vote that took place. You were among 93 Republicans who opposed the bill. Why did you vote against the continuing resolution? Well, it's fitting that the resolution expires on Groundhog Day because it is Groundhog Day in the House of Representatives. So after removing a speaker for the first time in history, we've done exactly the same thing we did prior to that speaker mess, which is a short term continuing resolution divorced from any actual reforms to the budget process, hoping that somehow we're going to be able to pass appropriations bills or get out of a last-second omnibus or supplemental. It makes no sense to me. I don't, have a, I don't have a clear sense of where leadership is going with these budget negotiations, and I'm increasingly concerned that we are sleepwalking into a defense sequester. If we don't pass a defense appropriation bill by next year, it'll trigger a 1% across-the-board cut. A decade ago, we experimented with the defense sequester. It was a complete disaster. And at a time of growing geopolitical threats from Europe, from the Middle East, and of course from China in the Pacific, the dumbest thing we could possibly do is embark on a defense sequester. Do you know Speaker Johnson? Most of us are not familiar with him at all. What can you tell us about the new speaker? What's he like? You know, we got elected together in 2016. I haven't served with him on the same committees until very recently, so I'm not going to pretend like we know each other very well. Uh, He is an extremely nice guy, a good man, and very smart, a very talented uh, lawyer. And I do think he has a lot of goodwill among various factions in the House of Representatives. So I certainly want him to be successful. I want us to work through all of our internal 
fights. But right now, I just haven't seen a aggressive plan for the budget going forward. He is U.S. Congressman Mike Gallagher on a busy day in the nation's capital. Thanks for making some time for us. Thank you, guys.